Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. We're from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They have all the sports, so head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy new year to you. Happy. Oh, I see what you did there. I, I was expecting some kind of fancy, schmancy holiday for, for January 2nd, and you said, no, 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 we're just going to celebrate 2023 and go from there. And, and well, we had then. options. We had options. It's National Buffet Day. It's National Science Fiction Day. It is uh, National Pet Travel Safety Day, um, Swiss Cheese Day, World Introvert Day. But no, Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I'm about to crawl in a hole and die. That's what I'm about to do. Don't do that. that that's not, that's not what we're with some With some Swiss cheese from the buffet. That sounds lovely. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Chris, Happy New Year. Welcome. Hi. Joseph, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, Kyle. Kicking off 2023 in style. We have about 50,000 dudes to react to from over the weekend. There was a lot of big-time performances. Our friend Kyle J. Krabs did a mock draft for us to discuss. And about 47 teams have joined the Levy Grail that we're going to get to this week. So an action-packed week here on the show. Sure is. Um, action-packed college football playoffs. Holy oh my points. Goodness. Did not, I did not see these points coming like we got from both games, man. And before we like get into the dudes, because we're going to kind of do this a little bit differently, can I say that I found myself, and I, I didn't expect this to happen, I found myself rooting for TCU, and then I found myself rooting for Ohio State. I didn't expect that to happen, but, but I did. But, but Joe, TCU didn't deserve to be in the college football right. playoff T- because t- of the way that t- they t- played. Scenes, tough scenes for the, the entire Alabama deserved to make the college right. football playoff. Over TCU, because you know Scene. TCU's resume wasn't as good as Alabama's resume, you know. I just, what was I, I don't remember my take on all that. I think I was pretty satisfied with the group, right? I know yes, Chris was. You think, you think there were the four, the right four teams? Yeah, I, yeah, I thought these were the I right, because the, these were the, the right alternative four. was to was to take an, an Alabama team with two losses who did not even play for their conference championship Which, was the alternative. To and my big playoff. gripe was that it should, if it was if it was that it was Tennessee. I, Tennessee should have been higher ranked, right? Than because Alabama. Tennessee, Tennessee would, had the same resume but beat Alabama head to head. So and beat, and I, beat I, LSU, who Alabama lost to. So and this is why Coach Saban took the time after the bowl game. Congratulations on your butt kicking of oh right Kansas State. Nice job Alabama. 
Nice to know Nick got up there and said, oh, we really wish we had gotten more consideration for the college football playoff just to watch TCU punch Michigan right between the eyes because Michigan refused to run the ball outside the tackles when they're running a 3-3-5 stack on defense. Michigan says, yeah, we'll just watch this. We're just going to run zone read and run it right up the middle the entire game and not try and run it off the edges. And throw two pick sixes. (laughs) And then Ohio State takes Georgia down to the wire and just happens to miss a field goal in about the ugliest way that you could possibly miss a field goal on the last last play of the game to lose the game by one point. So like a month ago, we lived in a world where Michigan fans were just in love with Harbaugh and Ohio State fans wanted Ryan Day to be sent to outer space. Correct. How do they feel? How do, how are they feeling today? Because Harbaugh's lost like his last six bowl games or something like that. Uh, postseason and, and, six nests has not been a staple. And a no, lot of the reason why they lost that the game. Wire. And a lot of the reason why they lost that game was coming some of the stuff that he did. The opening Yo, drive can, trick can play. We, can we figure out what's going on in the red zone? Could we Dude, try his, to score some touchdowns? It was brutal. Some of those plays, I'm like, Dude, you're just going to run it. I, I, in fact, I was like, you know what? Take a penalty. Back up. Give yourself some more space because if you get any closer, <laughs> you're not going to score points. Just get, create some That's more That's a weird world to live in, right? Even, even down to the fullback dive that we tried to run on the one yard. With the guy who Bro. had like one, one carry the entire season. Bro. We were getting cute. We were getting cute. Just line up and run the freaking ball, man. It's bad. No, but but Kyle, but Kyle, you see, if they would have called the if they would have called it a touchdown on the previous play, and if they would have called DPI on that one play late in the game, Michigan would have won. So see, it's it's not it's not as bad as see. This is why I hate these arguments, and this goes back to TCU getting in. Everyone's like, oh, you can't put TCU, and they're gonna get they're gonna get boat raced by Michigan. You can't you can't put them in. You can't do that. Well, guess what? You look like you look you look foolish. You look foolish for making a comment like that. It's why you put the four teams in that deserve to get in, and then you just let the games play out. You don't live what? or die by the results. You do a process-based thing. The four best teams get in. You move on with your life. If if we get a good natty, this will be the greatest year of the college football playoff in the oh, history of the yeah, college no, football. Yeah, no question. Why do I feel an urge to ta- to say to Chris Schubert that TCU is a Power 5 team and not a mid-major? <laughs> I, I don't because you do feel like I'm just I'm I'm waving the right. baton for TCU right because it's not it's not Ohio State or Bama or Georgia or something like that because they because they were legitimately trying to they were trying to screw them out of a spot to give it to Alabama but they didn't they were the three seed in fact right. I thought they Chris. were absolutely the opposite of screwed because they should have been the four Chris I would like I would like to extend the olive branch and formally <laughs> invite you to join me. As lifelong South Dakota State Jackrabbits, <laughs> I can't deal with right that. now. I'm not, doing, I'm not doing this to start 2023. Not Why not? I'm not going to. So quit asking. Right, Nick. I'm not doing it. All right. So do we want to maybe talk about some of the dudes yeah. from this game? We kind of got a little sidetracked there. It's got to be Quentin Johnson, the TCU wide receiver. I mean, uh, yeah, big time explosive plays, an absolute difference maker. 163 receiving yards. They only passed for 225. I mean, this guy was their passing game. Uh, they completed 14 passes, six of them to Quentin Johnson. Obviously, the, the big 76-yard play. I mean, th- this game, this win doesn't happen without him. Quentin Johnson, in a big-time moment, uh, proved that he was uh, that guy, that dude that they can rely on for some big Ima- plays. Imagine scoring 51 points with Max Duggan playing the way that Max Duggan played. It's a great point. Yeah, so, so I, 
<laughs> I was going to text you during the game. I was, gonna, but then I decided to save. Oh, it you for, were going to text somebody during a game, right? We're weird, right? So I didn't, but I didn't. So I did, that's important to know. Uh, I figured I'd save it for the podcast. I was at a uh, a New Year's Eve party with multiple people. There was probably there's like six couples there, right? So I'm there with six guys are watching this football game. You know, I got the question. I got the question, Kyle. Is Max Duggan a first-round quarterback? Mm. <laughs> I got a couple DMs during the game asking, should the Dolphins you? draft Max Duggan on oh. day two? Should they, Kyle? <laughs> no. You should not waste your draft. <laughs> but the thing, what, what kills me is this, man. You answer the question, and then he goes and he makes, like, a great throw. And then you have to, like, answer for yourself. It's like, guys, I don't – it's, it's about pro- trades. It's, it's process versus <laughs> results, right? Dude, how's, it's, this, how's this for process versus results? You mentioned Quentin Johnson. Dylan Horton. Yeah. Dylan Horton played out of his mind in this game. So did D. Winters. Yeah. Imagine those guys. Um, imagine, Four before sacks. The game, imagine before the game telling you that Kendra Miller is going to leave the game hurt. Max Duggan is going to play the way that he's going to play. And TCU still going to drop 51 on Michigan. Score 51. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a great way to put it, Chris. There's no chance you think Michigan beat him by three scores, right? At least. Unbelievable. Enter J.J. McCarthy with his two pick sixes that he threw on some of the worst throws I've ever seen. <laughs> he is who Ron- we thought he was. How about Ronnie Bell? I mean, this guy showed up in a big way, right? I know that Michigan didn't win the game, but I thought he was explosive, made some big plays down the field. Uh, and Roman Wilson, too, obviously. Both of those guys had over 100 yards receiving for, for the Wolverines. This Mike Sanra still can play too. The D, the nickel number zero for Michigan. Yeah. He had a pick in this game. He's a former wide receiver. He was a wide receiver last year. Mm-hmm. Very intriguing because he got, he got, I've seen the x-rays. He's got seen, the dog. He's oh, got the dog in him. Oh, you got me. You got I've me. seen like, the what x-rays. What the hell are you talking about? X-rays. Mike Sandra still has got the dog in him. So, uh, a lot of great NFL draft performances from that first game. Uh, in a very entertaining game, Michigan losing to TCU 51-45 to in the first of the two games of the college football playoff. That, of course, being the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. It, it, it was like the guys were the guys in this game. I know Kendra Miller got hurt, but Quentin Johnson shows up. Ronnie Bell shows up. Uh, Dylan Horton, the edge from TCU, shows up. I thought both Mozzie Smith and, and Mike Morris on that Michigan defensive line had their moments, right? It was like the guys that you, you – you the talent that you expected to play well showed up in a big stage. Yeah. I think that that's the best, best way to summarize that game. Okay. The Ohio State Buckeyes let the Georgia Bulldogs off the hook. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Like Denny Green would say. How about CJ Stroud? I know the, I know the Buckeyes didn't win this game, but I I came away with just I, I came away feeling like the best quarterback that I watched in the playoffs was very easily CJ Stroud. Big time throws and big moments, weaponizing his legs. I mean, that was something that I was really excited to see. I did a little math. Uh-oh. Easy, everybody. Draft dudes do math. Uh, yeah, so I did I did a little math here. And in the 25 games prior, so for his career, 
for for CJ Stroud's career prior to this football game. He had 238 rushing yards in 25 okay. games. 238 divided by 25. That's not many. It's like a, okay. maybe That's 11. Nine, nine point. <laughs> oh, go. yeah. Wonk, wonk. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 70. wait a minute, wait a minute. You've now added a laugh track to the soundboard no, the, for the, us? The laugh, tra- the laugh track existed before we got oh, in, okay. before I got in there. Uh, 9.5. 70, and this is not, this is NFL scoring. The, the college. Right, college, because the, co- the college box score says you rush for 34, which is most nonsense. ridiculous thing going, right? Rushing yards, like we calculate them for the NFL. It's 70, Kyle. And he was, I mean, obviously extending plays, making throws on the field, but actually, like, using his legs. If you read my scouting report on C.J. Stroud, you're going to read words about how I want him to weaponize his legs more. And he did in this game and hung 41 points on this really, really good Georgia Bulldogs defense. I I will do you one better. C.J. Stroud against Georgia was the best NFL draft prospect quarterback performance by any prospect in the country this past weekend. And that includes the Bryce Young 16 of 21 or whatever it was in five touchdowns performance against Kansas State. C.J. Stroud's performance against Georgia was more impressive than Bryce oh. Young's performance against Kansas State. Yeah. But it's well, just you get, you get through that game and they score, Alabama scores touchdowns on like three state possessions. They're, uh, everybody's just losing their mind about Bryce right. Young playing out of his mind and having some really nice throws. And it's like, yeah, they're nice throws. But if you if you hold the Stroud performance up against the Young performance in that individual one-game vacuum of this past yeah. weekend, Stroud's performance was more – dude, the way he shook Jalen Carter on that free run up the middle on that early possession, he threw a touchdown on that play. It's outstanding. And those are clubs in the bag we haven't seen from C.J. Stroud, yeah. as you said, because you wrote the report, Right. Yeah. Like we didn't see anything from Bryce Young that we haven't seen for three seasons now. Right. I think that's what's hard about Bryce is, like, he's a really good quarterback, but what have we actually learned? That he's a really good quarterback, right? I mean, right. there's not been anything – there's not any elements to his game that I think is, has been different since I've watched him. He's really good in the pocket. He's a playmaker. He's got great feel, instincts, touch. I mean, he's got the stuff, right? But, like, what new wrinkles have come? And, and I think – I wish the sample size was larger, right? Because at the end of the day, it still is just one game. But I think showing that he can do it is something that's really appealing to me it's as a I win project for... him to the next level. Yeah, yeah, it's a win for him. Oh, by the way, Travion Henderson didn't play. Yep. Mayan Williams had three carries for eight yards. Cade Stover? Oh, right. He went to the hospital at halftime. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba? Nope. Oh, right, he didn't play. And then Marvin Harrison got knocked out down the stretch as well. And I thought Marvin Harrison – there's a couple plays in this game that Marvin Harrison's made all year that he didn't come away with in this ball game. He still I – mean, he had a great game, 112 yards uh, – or 106 yards, two touchdowns. He's a great player. But I thought he left a little meat on the bone. You know who I left – I left this game with a little bit more questions for Keely Ringo than I was expecting to. It's fair. Is very up and down type of performance for Keely Ringo against Ohio State. Yeah, this but, is the type of matchup that you would think would kind of play 
into his skill set. Bigger bodied receivers. And at the but at the end of the day, these are the kinds of guys you're going to play on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. He's so. been confusing all year, to be honest. But I, just, I don't just know. Food I, for thought. Georgia wins the game. We expected them to win the game, but I, I don't know. The takeaway to me, is Stroud. Yeah, I, so. I don't think there's any question that was the the hallmark, the centerpiece of that that game was C.J. Stroud's performance. He's locked in. I have one NFL dude, if I may. Okay. This will be the most predictable thing I've ever done on this podcast. My NFL dude. Giants are headed to the postseason for the Brian first Dable. time since 2016 on a roster that is not a playoff caliber roster. My guy pulled it off and, and did so in a very short amount of time. And, I mean, we don't get to do the Levy Grail on the New York Giants, but you have a bright future ahead of you. You've got a real culture changer in Brian Dayball, and um, he's been around success everywhere he's been, whether it's the New England Patriots, Alabama, Buffalo, the Giants. He knows what it looks like. He knows what it smells like. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how deep this postseason run's going to be, but I think that in year one, for you to be at this point right now, that's that's off to a great start. So had to give a hat tip to my guy, Dave's. Um, I have a dude. Well, can I just very quick on Dable? I, I, I this is great to know, Joe. I didn't know that you're allowed to make the playoffs without a fully playoff caliber roster yeah. that you can use. Yeah, you sure. know, you can with good coaching and good culture and good leadership, you can get to the playoffs and play in playoff games. I'm going to write that down somewhere, uh, just for a friend. You know, write that down. Somewhere. Is that is is the friend me? No, the friend's me. The friend is me. I am the friend. Oh, okay. I I have a dude. This guy had a big play last week. Jai- he came is out it this Jair? week. And he talked a little smack. And then he backed it up. Do we know who I'm about is to say? He, is he a defensive back for the Green Bay Packers, Kyle? It's Jair Alexander. Because he talked some serious smack <laughs> about how the first game with Justin Jefferson was, quote, unquote, a fluke. A I fluke. Can, he, I can. He was kind of working of away from him, wasn't he? But the fact that he did the gritty on Justin Jefferson and didn't get a penalty is just shows you <laughs> the ridiculousness of the NFL rulebook. Working away from him, Joe. That's a very interesting way to describe what he was doing. He did it right in front of an official. So, Jair uh, spent spurts of the game on Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson finished the game. But, oh, Justin Jefferson, who entered this game in striking distance of Calvin Johnson's all-time single-season receiving yardage record for the quote-unquote flukiness of the first performance, Jefferson's done it to everyone. Jefferson finished the game with one catch for 15 yards. Bravo, Jair Alexander. Because if you're going to talk that talk, I'd like to personally you got to play the way that you played on Sunday. Fantasy football championship, and I went up against uh, Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. You're damn right, nobody cares, but I had to say it. I had to say it. I don't know if I'm going to win or not. We'll find out tomorrow. No one Big cares but, uh, about have your a fantasy team.
and now okay, we have. So is that really what this is a real situation? Go, the winner it, goes. Sorry, to the now I, we have our lines are playing the Packers Lions. in a playing game next they, week. They are. They are. It's. This is a real situation. No. Yes. Well, no. The Seahawks have the head-to-head against the Lions. Yeah, so we need a Seahawks loss. So the Seahawks are playing fill-in-the-blank, I will tell you momentarily. It's probably a NFC. Is it the 49ers? Stand by. Play the Rams. Not looking great for us, folks. Okay, so the Seahawks play the Rams, and if the Seahawks win and the Packers win, the Packers make the playoffs. If the Seahawks win and the Lions win, the Seahawks make the playoffs. And if the Lions win, so the only win, team that actually Lions controls win, are, well, they haven't done and it. The yet. Seahawks lose. Our Lions, the Lions in the playoffs, make the playoffs, baby. I told you they were going to do it. I'm going to take an L on the Giants. Well, we, but we're not they're going to do it. We're not there yet. They're going to do it. They lost to the, the Panthers two weeks. Bears looked disinterested, didn't they? Yeah, and then they bounced back and they beat the. Pants off the Bears. Yes, they did. One points. Yes, they did. Uh, which which no, is not which wait. is not a good sign. With the exception of the Justin Fields that rushing up, for 123 yards to week. inch him on the doorstep of the quarterback single season all time rushing record, which I'm here for. He's got he's not a math guy. On the board, so he's at <laughs> not a math guy. It's a shame Chris isn't ready to do the. Like, I can I, I can do it, but I don't really, you know, I don't really want that kind of responsibility. I mean, he was he was at like 1,016, and then he had 123. So he needs like, I'm going to round up here conservatively and say he needs he, he needs Good like question. 70 yards. Okay, can I ask a question? It. Yeah, is Justin Fields going to play next week? Why would he not? Well, because you know, draft position, baby. If you don't give your second-year quarterback with how little you gave him to work with all season a chance to go out and set a record and play a game against the Vikings, shame on you. It would be the most egregious thing the Bears have done all season if they don't let Justin Fields go out for a chance at this record. It's the end of the year, last game of the year. It's like the water boy. Last game of the year. Can't yeah, hold anything back now. He's got 132 right? rushing yards. Go and they lost and, by 31 points. I'm not saying you got to do that again. <laughs> Go out and play. Let him oh, play. Man. Right. Right. Before we get into the mock draft, can God, I share with you this. a playoff scenario that has been shared by the internet that is that if it does happen, the NFL is going to melt down next weekend? Got it. The ti- let's, I'm going to give you a bunch of results, okay? All right. Okay. The Titans beat the Jaguars next Sunday. Titans the are bit- in at 8 and 9. The Bills beat the Patriots. The Jets beat the Dolphins. Eight and nine. The Eight Steelers nine. lose one of their next two. Now, they're playing on Sunday night we, before we were recording the show, so they might have already lost, but either Baltimore or Cleveland, they lose one of those two. Does so everybody know who the second? Five, five, eight, and nine teams. Does everybody know who the Titans would obviously win the division Jaguars? and they would get their yeah. four seed? Does everybody yeah. know if all they of those results paths. happened, who would get the seven seed in the AFC? <laughs> Dougie P's Jacksonville Jaguars. We can live in a world where both of those teams could get in. <sighs> and it's not outrageous. And it's not completely ridiculous. 
I would actually say there's a, there's a pretty good right. chance all of that it, happens. Right. I'm here to tell you the thing that's probably the most Which, uh, who's going to play most quarterback Josh unlikely Dobbs is the Titans losing the Jets. Losing themselves. Yeah, Kyle, I want to hear. I I haven't seen your mock draft. I'm, it, I I want to see it. I want to talk about it. What's what's the plan here? He's had it under lock and key Kyle, all dude. weekend. I haven't seen it either, Kyle. Yeah, I. I okay. Um. Okay. He shared. Actually, he shared, what's gonna he shared one like thing. He shared one thing that I do know. Or... I know Atlanta the, doesn't the make splash. A the splash. Uh. I can it, I can read all the the selections if he's going like. to take on the Chris role normally, and I'm going to take on the Kyle role. Okay, uh, let's let's start with the top three. <laughs> let's do the top three first. Can I read my intro first? I think it's important content. You know, I okay. New year, new NFL mock draft. For me personally, this is the first mock draft of the cycle that offers a definitive look at what this year's order is ultimately set to look like. Last did a mock draft around Thanksgiving, and a lot has changed since then. So I decided, with the draft order fairly firm, to do some exploratory exercises. I asked myself the following questions. What if the Texans decided to scorn quarterback at number one in favor of defensive talent and come back to the well later? What if we experienced another blockbuster trade at the quarterback position this offseason? And what new names could creep higher than we're currently projected? I enjoyed the answers so much that I've decided to share all of them with you in this mock draft. This is a thought exercise just as much as it is a forecast, and that is important context for this mock draft. It is simply one of the millions of, the, of iterations that we could receive from the NFL multiverse. So sit back, kick your feet up, and enjoy. Crafts Mock Draft 5.0 for 2023. With the first pick, the Houston Texans select Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, University of Georgia. The second overall pick features a trade between the Chicago Bears at number two and the Chicago or and the Seattle Seahawks via the Denver Broncos at number three. The old Solomon it, Thomas move. It's the Bears shoe on the other foot Mitchell Trubisky trade. And the parameters of the deal were exactly the same as what the Mitchell Trubisky trade was. Seattle trades up and drafts Bryce Young at number two. They play defense for all of those teams that were calling Chicago. Chicago trades back from two to three, mm. picks up an extra three, four, I think and a three it's next fun year to, to consider back one spot, and they still draft the, Will Anderson. The Texans I'll leave going there, with the stuff. defensive talent because they have like a pick. Where is it going to be? 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range, I would guess. Okay, so that's possible. It's, it's, it's always a little goofy to me. To not uh, get your guy a quarterback first, currently slated for, but I think 12. it's it's completely feasible. Um, we've seen this happen before. I feel like you've wanted to put Jalen Carter at one all week, and you talked yourself into it over the weekend. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Generally, generally, the thought process with the Texans pick yeah. is asking myself what happens if the Texans look at it and decide. Jalen yeah, Carter it's, plus it's quarterback very later, greater sign, quarterback one, any other player later. And we, I think we've kind of picked up. And if they come as to that can with the Texans lately, that they're they're into some of these like this is what blue blood program prospects, right? With so I I can see that. And then I, I, Carter at one, 
what was two yeah. young Seahawks. And Jalen Carter. I, and Chicago. Chicago. Bryce Bryce Young with the yeah, trade okay. up I think you probably made a lot of people happy with that. Uh, Chicago. Seattle goes up we'll to see. two. And Chicago trades down to three and picks Will Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I like that. And I like that for them, especially because they kind of picks and an extra they goofed on that next year. So again, it's the exact framers of the Mitchell Trubisky trade from a few years back. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and good call. The thought process for Chicago or the thought process yeah. for Seattle is you play defense, yeah. right? You you still get and, your pick and litter at quarterback. You and give capital. up a marginal yeah, cost for the Bears. You pick up extra picks, but you still get a blue chip player instead of moving back into the back half of the top 10. Uh, number four, the Arizona Cardinals trade out with the Carolina Panthers. We love Carolina this. Carolina Panthers jump the Indianapolis Colts and draft Will Levis at number four overall. Uh, the Colts, or the excuse me, the Panthers trading eight, 59, 89, and a next year three to move up from nine to four. This is great GMing by the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so they yeah, all went there. Fantastic work. All right. Thank you. It's my my work here. Uh, the Colts stay put yeah. at five and pick C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. Three quarterbacks, top five. They went two, four, and five. And then it's the fun. Detroit Lions I think, at six. I like all the quarterbacks. Uh, the L.A. Rams drafting so defensive far. end Stroud Tyree to the Wilson, Colts. Texas Tech. Panthers get Levis, who, I mean, we just kind of believe that's who they like. And then Young to the Seattle Seahawks. I, I think – the quarterbacks have landed appropriately, and and then of course, yeah, you like sprinkle that in with the defensive talent. This this makes a lot of sense so far. I'll yell at you when I have to, but I have good happened. landing spots for all those players. Yeah. All right. The lo- uh, all right. Good. The I, I spent more time on Dude, this I, one than I. I have don't have a clue what's any going of the on. other mocks. Did the Bills trade up for Quentin Johnson? Because what's, what's going about on? To happen? I don't even know if Joe knows what it is. I know, but I, Joe doesn't. Oh, Joe Joe doesn't read the Discord. No, if they don't. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at seven draft Paris Johnson, offensive lineman. I know the low-hanging fruit is to blame Derek Carr for not knowing Josh McDaniels' uh, system well enough to run it at its uh, full Super Saiyan power, <laughs> right? So I, I get that. But you know, let's not use Tom Brady or Jared Stidham as a crutch here. Let's be honest. We're a little talent deficient. I like what you said there. So I thought that was pick great. An offensive lineman that can either play guard or tackle. Joe, you're laughing. Thank you, Joe. Are you sitting down for this one? Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have traded out of pick oh. number eight, trading their okay. selection along with okay. several others to the Baltimore Ravens for quarterback Lamar Jackson. The Baltimore Ravens have pick number eight, courtesy of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, trading six. The Falcons trading six, 39, 114, and their next two ones. You mean eight, right? Eight, Is yes. That a six? Okay, eight. making sure. 39, 114, 2024 one, and 2025-1 for quarterback Lamar Jackson, who presumably gets – close to, if not a fully guaranteed contract from the Atlanta Falcons, thought process being the Falcons were in the driver's seat for Deshaun Watson until the midnight hour. So they were comfortable with the trade package. They were comfortable with the compensation. They were comfortable with the contract. 
and they're interested in getting a star at the quarterback position, and they can do that with a Baltimore team. Oh, by the way, part of my package here, Geno Smith signs with the Ravens this offseason. That has to happen in this for this to, to, to happen. So and the last Ravens week, uh, at we, number eight um, drafting Miles Murphy defensive we, end. We were Clemson debating on what spot. to do for one of our show concepts. And one of the things that I had pitched to the group, and I thought it was going to stick, but it didn't, was things that we want to see from the NFL in 2023. And the number one thing on that list that I had prepared that I never got a chance to share was I want Lamar Jackson to be traded to the Atlanta Falcons. I just feel like it's kind of run its course in Baltimore. I feel like I want to see Lamar in a different offense, and the one that really intrigues me is Arthur Smith. Agreed. And it feels like Baltimore, I mean, how many draft picks has this team made over the last two years? 30? I mean, I mean, it might not be that far off, like 25 potentially. Like they have a lot of young players, and it feels like they probably measure themselves up against the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills, and realize, you know what, man? I don't think we're there and take a very unique opportunity to have somewhat of a mini reset, but also really set yourself up well to make noise pretty quickly. And so I, I, I am very intrigued by all of this. And I got, I guess I got to credit Ray uh, because Ray was the one that really kind of planted this seed in one of our staff meetings and sparked a lot of conversation last week amongst our staff. And I think, in a lot of ways, the manifestation of this is you doing it in your mock draft, and I think it's really fun. Uh, at number nine, the Arizona Cardinals, after trading out of pick number four, uh, used their first selection for cornerback Christian Gonzalez, mm-hmm. University of Oregon. Yep. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. at number 10, drafting defensive end Jared Verse. Of Florida State, yeah. about as hot as any prospect in the country. He was the primary answer to the question, what names could creep higher than we're currently projecting? Uh, Is that the first receiver? Johnson first receiver off the board? Wide receiver te- uh, TCU to so the we've had our Tennessee first receiver, Titans our first corner in this stretch, right, with Gonzalez? That is the first receiver, of, uh, yes. You know, it's I don't have a visual, so I'm trying to think of like it, what the yep. big names are that I'm expecting yep. to see come pretty soon. And I think getting that first wide receiver in that first corner in this stretch really kind of sets up this next stretch. Really? Okay. You're going to wait. You're going to wait uh, 12 picks for your next wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's the Houston Texans. They, they said Carter plus Richardson is better than Quarterback Young Anthony Richardson, University of Florida. Whatever. Sure. Okay, I can I can dig it. Young Brian Brzee. Uh the New York Jets at pick fourteen. Peter Skaronsky, or excuse me, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, University of Georgia, Pittsburgh Steelers at fourteen, Peter Skaronsky, offensive lineman, Northwestern. And then the Green Bay Packers at I like that stretch. 16, I, 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 tight end Michael Mayer, Notre Dame. He's just skipped Washington at 15 just because? 
yeah, I did. You know, oh, my eyes had been Jesus all over the place because I'm looking well, over here and then I'm looking well, over here and then I'm looking over here. In fairness, you didn't, you know, you didn't know that they would have been trying eliminated to tell you all about Ron Rivera, man. this far with a loss. So you, you didn't have them down this far. I could understand the confusion. I apologize. The commander said 15. Joe, uh, Joe, I'm sorry. That's 15. That's one of the worst things I've ever heard a coach say in a post-game press conference ever. The commander said 15. Devin Witherspoon, corner, Illinois. Kyle, we need to talk about this more. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you just gloss you, over you the fact can. that I'm just, this I'm man, just trying 12 to, seasons as an NFL head coach, three times you got a winning record. Got in front of a podium and did not know that his team was going to be eliminated when the Packers beat the Vikings later in the day. I, I, it's just a weird spot to be if you you're watching. You know who's had enough is Ryan because I've, I've, I saw the tweets. I oh, pay yeah, attention a little bit to that situation. And, like, I was on I was on their, um, you know, what's it called? The Paris, it's not a Periscope. What is it? Twitter Live? What do they call it these days? Tw- no, when they broadcast a, a press conference. What is that thing called? The people. Twitter Spaces. spaces is that Space what it spaces. is? I can't get on Twitter, but I, I went like earlier in the day. Live? I, I could. Know. You're not. And so you're I got Periscope. on there, and Just while they were doing Rivera's you can't press conference, the you know fan comments, like and th- these fans are of the belief that they can get a big time coach. There's there's a lot of Sh- Sean Payton belief. I, I mean, what, right, dude? Like, like, what are they going to attract that head coach here? I know there's only 32 of these jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just like you I feel like they're in a tough Payton. spot. They have to hit gold somehow. But Ron Rivera ain't it, and he ain't been it ever. Okay, so Richardson at 12, Roderick Jones at 13 to the Jets, Aaron Rodgers is the new GM of the, the Packers, Devin Witherspoon 15 to the Commanders, <laughs> and Michael Mayer good player for them. to the Packers. Okay. Yeah, he will be a great Ooh. player for them. Uh, the Detroit Ooh. Lions. I like him. I like what they, they do with Will Harris. And I would like it even better. Now they draft Brian Branch. Branch, safety Alabama. Uh, the 18th pick has been forfeited thanks to Tom Foolery in the offseason. The 19th pick uh, belongs to the Seattle Seahawks. This is their own organic pick. Uh, that pick so what's right their now package? is projected what's to be Brian Brzee, defensive lineman Clemson. Mm-hmm. Would not right. be surprised if he ultimately better. goes back to school, but as of now. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young and Brian Brzee. I, I, well, it depends so on what it's, you think It's Bryce literally Young. the inverse yeah. of the Houston yeah. Texans package that we said. Which would you rather have? For the right. team... I, for the teams in question and what is in place, I think Seattle is better positioned to make the most of it, but Houston's is a more long-term play. Okay. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at 20. Yeah. Well, Offensive tackle Anton Harrison, Oklahoma. Thankfully, he was not the right not tackle in question against Florida State, who just decided the game was over for no reason, just decided he wanted to talk a little smack. Yeah. And then give up a sack on third down and stand there and not right get lined up on the floor. C.J. Henderson from the Carolina Panthers. Oklahoma tried to run a play before My the guy clock ran out. Perfect, right? <laughs> uh, speaking of corners, Tampa Bay at 21, Keeley Ringo, I don't... University of Georgia. Yeah, they're taking them. Is, the... Is Todd Bowles going to be there? 
If Todd's going to be there, this, this, this is a match made in heaven. Uh, the New England Patriots at 22. Think about a receiver Joey there. Junior, Penn State, Nittany Lions. Ooh, a little self-awareness. Go at the corner. Help them play some man no, coverage. You know, they want to. they can't to. draft them. That's right. Yeah, but those are little guys. Right. And a, a very yeah. different body type. Like they, they look like they've hit gold yeah. with Jack Jones and Marcus Jones, right? But a di- yeah, very different a body type. A very different body type than both of those guys. And we're going to have to get Jalen Mills off the bus. Good pick. Uh, our next three are skill position players. The New York Giants at 23, drafting wide receiver Jordan Addison, USC Trojans. Mm, we might not want to see that the happen. The Los for, Angeles Chargers at pick for the rest four, of the drafting wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee Volunteers. Mm. Man, I, I don't know. what I'm, I'm in purgatory. I don't care. I'm just going to be relegated to eight, nine every year. It's inconsequential to me what the upper echelon teams look like. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have picked 25, their second pick the after landing Miles Murphy and signing Geno Smith to play quarterback. Draft <laughs> John Robinson running back. It's a premium Texas. talent. It's not a premium position. No, it's I don't want deal. to either. Uh, two corners with our next two picks. The Cincinnati Good Bengals pick. at 26, drafting Cam Smith, cornerback South Carolina, to go with Cam Taylor-Britt and Chidobe Wuzier and Daxon Hill. It's the first-round pick last year. Very exciting talent in the secondary. A lot of dudes there. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings at 27, drafting Clark Phillips, cornerback okay. Utah. Okay. Good stretch. I like the those. the Dallas Good Cowboys players. at 28, Good, drafting offensive lineman John Michael Schmitz. Pick 28. I'll give you the last four. Uh, the Denver Broncos via the San Francisco so wait, what team made that pick? from I, the I Miami Dolphins the at pick there. 29. Denver, okay. Drafting okay. defensive end Derek Hall, University of Auburn, to replace Bradley Chubb. So I get a pass rusher. They just reset them. The Denver Broncos yep. from the Dolphins via the 49ers. They just reset the money. Uh, the Buffalo Bills at 30. Drafting wide receiver Rasheed Rice. You got SMU. Jermaine Johnson. Calm down. Mustangs. Things I just hate to see, but also love to see. It's a tough balance. The Kansas City Chiefs at 31. Right. Right. Even Elijah Veritas. Yeah. You got a lot of good players <laughs> that we've liked across the last couple couple years. The we're Kansas City this. Chiefs at 31. We're not doing this. Uh, Jackson Smith Ooh. and Jigba wide so receiver. Get Chris Ohio Smith State and Jared Verse. Kansas City. And then the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 32, Christopher Smith, safety, University of Georgia. So we get two safeties, yeah. one running Stock back, second no, line, no linebackers, right? I did. Don't regret it either. Four quarterbacks. No, four quarterbacks. Didn't right? get a whole lot of offensive linemen. Four right? quarterbacks. I feel like there's a ton of those. One running back. One running back. And a partridge in a pair of Jones. Five wide receivers. Uh, John Michael Schmitz. Paris Johnson oh, at Harrison. seven. Yeah. Broderick Jones at 13. Skaronski at 14 is three. Anton uh, Harrison. Yeah. John Michael Schmitz. And then John, so five. Offensive line. Pretty balanced numbers. 
I also did this fun thing where I, I predicted every and so that's this, not in the mock. Make the mock, but it was helpful for me. Well, I predicted every team's starting quarterback for next year. Well, we'll do what? the show. It's not in the mock, but it's in the no, spreadsheet he, that I he shared it with to keep me. track I, of. I don't, you didn't make the cut in this extra, one. Like, I, I got to do day two picks. Cut, and all, you want to share um, that with the friends? We, we'll do that as a show concept at some point, right? We predict every team's starting quarterback. Right, but I just want to see. I, I just want to Chris, see. Chris, I'll let you. I'll let you pick three teams, and I'll tell you who the quarterback is in the prediction. <laughs> the New York Jets. Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want to pick the other <laughs> two. Don't care anymore. Don't care. Don't yeah, care. That's yeah, the reason why, reason why you didn't get the text message. Because I know what the answer is going to be. Who do you want, Derek Carr? Honestly, I just didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo. I would have been, I would have accepted almost any other option there. I, I put Derek Carr on the Saints. Wow. Low-key Saints do we do about that? Uh, have found a life hack, winning two cold-weather games up north the last oh. two weeks. Well, they're eliminated from the playoffs, so we're going to talk about the Levy <laughs> Grill. So perhaps that can be they our, in one of our Cleveland talking and points. Then Philly, when, right? when you guys get back to the postseason, you're going to be ready for some cold-weather road games. Yeah. So just keep your chin up. Yeah. Well, Philly without Jalen Hurts, but Philly nonetheless. Gave up 10 points. It was impressive performance. Um, anything else, guys? Vibe Association tomorrow. Four or five Levy Grail teams on Wednesday and Thursday. Split up in some I fashion. I don't feel like I owe Joe him an apology at all. Joe issue a public apology to Grayson McCall. Can't wait. Sounds chance, like he's a listener of the clear pod for and realized that... Uh, Grayson so I he can't wait wrong. to go see so he owes my, me an apology. my quarterback, Grayson McCall, play. <laughs> or a thank you. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it. We're done here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Renner, Chris Schubert. Thanks for friends over Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great rest of your Monday. We will talk with you all again tomorrow. So make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast and follow along with the dudes. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.